0: called punch trunk
1: The punches weren't really necessary
0: maybe were super necessary Welcome to episode thirty-nine of the Punch Drunk podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast, hosted by two do two can't fight and no way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host Lewis, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Adam, and we are fresh, fresh off an electric UFC two seventy-five, Adam. Have you been able to calm down? Is your pulse still through the roof, my man? What's going on? Man, I'm so
1: hyped. Uh, that was an insane card. Um, one of the best in a while. Uh, it lived up, or it really exceeded expe- expectations. I shouldn't say lived up to them, easily exceeded them. Um, before we do get stuck into all of it, I just want to give a little footnote out there. If there are any technical difficulties, Lewis, the selfless man that he am that he is is actually on holidays in Greece as we record this right now he's been up all night so if anything happens throughout the next 40 minutes it sounds a bit dodgy get the fuck over it because this man has one pulled it all night two just taking time out of a holiday in Greece in Mykonos which I don't think any of you listeners would do to do this fresh off the press pod it's an instant reaction we haven't even had time to process it Dana hasn't even done his press conference yet and we are recording this. So I can't thank you enough, mate. And the listeners should be thanking you too. So if there's any graininess, anything like that going forward, just deal with it. Suck it up motherfuckers. Uh, This is free content.
0: (laughs) I love it. Thanks, man. You know what though? It was, I'm, I'm very glad I made the decision to, to get up in the middle of the night to watch this card and I'm very excited to be sat here chatting with you, reviewing everything that we just saw. I am doing it tough being in Mykonos just to set the scene, I'm looking out and I can see the the water from from my bed right now. Got up this morning, went to the pool bar. They made me a nice double espresso. I jumped in the pool quickly to wake myself up, and now I'm enjoying a little can of Bruce's uh, finest lager. A little bit of little bit of lager in the, in the morning, and I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready to dive in. So I'm I still can't believe what we just saw in. In the main event, right? The title's changed hands and new. Jiripo Pohadka is the new light heavyweight champion. He is the new face of the glamour division, perfect for the UFC. And the manner in which he did it, the fire that he came through, the damage and punishment that he gave, but also took. And then to get his first ever, I believe, submission victory over someone who is renowned as the... One of the best, if not the best, MMA grappler in the UFC. What? What? What did we just see, man? What the fuck did we just see? First of all, we saw one of the great title fights. Um, I was, I mean, great title fights, regardless of weight class. And then, like, maybe, maybe the best light heavyweight fight of all time. I mean, the, you you benchmark this next to John Jones against Alexander gufterson Like, that's how good this fight was.
1: Yeah, I. I can't believe that Glover got through all the stuff that he did and then the way he loses is a submission with 30 seconds left. I was honestly kind of devastated. Like, it was the most satisfying fight ever, but I was like, fuck. He just, at least, even if he lost, he deserved to get to the end there. But he tapped. It wasn't like someone told him to give up or something or he was forced to give up. He tapped. It's his decision, but, man, it was disappointing for him.
0: He was winning. He was winning the fight and he probably would have won yeah, four rounds think- to one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like thought that easily, as well,
0: yeah. Easily. And he just, you know, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. He's a man who's, who's got to the title and become champion by diving on submissions and finishing fights when he sees the opportunity. And he saw Yuri was hurt, and he saw that neck, and he thought he could get it. He was probably too tight. He said he was very gassed. He said he had a difficult weight cut. Uh, Yuri had been beaten the shit out of his body, taking all that gas out of him. And I just don't think he was quite as sharp. You know, if that opportunity had presented itself in the first round, he would have snatched that neck, and it would have been game over. And you know, I would have won. I would have won my uh, Glove of my first round's uh, submission bet. But as it goes, it didn't. It didn't end up like that. And I've got you know, we've got to give props to to Prahika here because even though he was losing the fight, he didn't. He obviously never gave up he continued to come forward and put himself in harm's way he ate some seriously damaging shots that gash that opened up in his head was out of control and he showed that he's no pushover on the mat either i think he surprised everyone with his ability to survive the takedowns and and the the grappling uh, exchanges on the canvas with Glover Teixeira, because in my estimation, it was, well, if Glover gets it to the ground, then it's all over. That was the perceived gap in skill level in the grappling game. Turns out that wasn't the case. Turns out Yuri is, you know, quite, quite good. Can at least survive and then ends, ends up tapping him as well. So props to him. We have a new lightweight champ, uh, light heavyweight champion. What do you want to see happen next for both of these guys? Talk me through your initial hot take reactions. What's going down? I know this
1: will not happen because the UFC isn't boxing and everyone wants to everyone wants to see Jan Blahovic versus Yuri and I before this fight started that was I'm pretty sure I said it in the last part of like I just want to see that fight Yuri Jan let's yeah, do it. You did. But after what just happened I kind of want to see a rematch man, <laughs> you know. Like Well,
0: I desperately want to see a rematch because like 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 we both agree Glover was winning the fight and was about to go to this and it was, and obviously, it wasn't as one-sided, far, far, far from it. But remember when Chael Sonnen beat up on Anderson Silver for four and a half rounds and then got caught in the triangle at the end? Of course, this was nowhere near as one-sided as that. But you have the reigning champ who is winning the fight. Now, You the rounds were close. The rounds were damaging on both sides. But on the scorecards, I dare say that Glover was probably three rounds uh, to at least two rounds ahead and was probably going to be three when it was all said and done. So yeah, there's absolutely a formula and a way to resell that fight. And quite frankly, why wouldn't you want to see that fight again? Like, are you kidding me? And both of those guys will be better. Yuri will make fewer mistakes because he made some poor like decisions inside the fight. And of course, Glover's not going to do that again. I absolutely think the correct thing to do is give these guys six months off and say, Let's open up 2023 with a rematch. Let these boys heal. They beat the piss out of each other for, for 25 minutes. Boys, look after yourselves. We'll see you again soon. That's that's what they need to do. And then you find find another match for, for Jan Blachowicz. You do something with him. What exactly? I'm not sure, but yeah, we can do something there.
1: So with the power of the internet, I am looking at the scorecards right now. So what the scorecards were before... Uh, the submission, obviously. So there's four rounds of scoring. And um, it was one judge had it 38, all 38, 38, one judge. So a draw. The next guy had it 38, 37 Glover's way. And then the next guy had it 39, 37
0: Glover's way. So, so that's, that's where I was. That's where I was because there was one round. I think it was round number two. I think it was round number two where Yuri was beating the brakes off Glover for the first sort of half of the round. Then the takedown came and you go, okay, well, he still hasn't won the round. And then he got the ground and pound, and that's when he opened up that giant cut with those with the just hammering elbows. And to me, based off of the MM unified rules of MMA scoring criteria, damage is king. And when you carve open a, you know, cesarean section size wound in someone's (laughs) forehead... Like, that's that's you win the round on damage. I'm sorry. Like that's it. You just uh, you just get you just let the world see another man's skull bone. Like that's you you won that round on damage. Anyway, the C section is not a bad flight.
1: finishing move for WWE. That needs to be brought in. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, uh, my mom has yeah, three of them. Just. <laughs> uh, oh god. She's the C-section champ. So, undefeated. So. <laughs> lineal, lineal C-section she actually champ. She is probably listening.
0: So, there you go, mom. There's your first <laughs> shout out. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, nice, nice work, Mrs. T.
1: <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yes, it's true. My dad is Mr. T. The Mr. T. <laughs> that is my dad. <laughs> Um. All right. The scorecards I thought were pretty accurate too. And I I honestly thought probably three rounds in, I thought, fuck, Glover's going to win this fight. And Yuri, because he was, he was obviously winning the fight. And you could see the tide turning then, and it looked like he was kind of doing enough to just control it through to the end, which obviously didn't happen. But I thought there were openings in in the, the end of the first and parts of the second and parts of the third, where if Yuri was more of an elite striker and he's clearly got power and he's clearly got heart and he's clearly got termination, he's clearly got some sort of skill and unbelievable fitness, but he doesn't quite have like polish yet. And if he had polish, he would have knocked out Glover, I think, in, in one of the first no, three it's rounds No, Bl-
0: it's Jan Blachowicz, which is polish. He's Czech. <laughs> 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 wow. and
1: that's uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, so polish is what I meant, but uh, he lacked that, and I think he ended up winning anyway. So it doesn't it all it all doesn't really matter. But I think if he lost this fight, which he was thirty seconds from doing, there was openings where uh, someone just with a tiny bit more skill probably would have put Glover away. Glover looked susceptible, and then credit to <clears> him for you know pushing through all that. But far out, How yeah, I, like, I don't who even know this finish coming, I- man.
0: No, not, no no one. No one. And there's like some people. I saw a couple of uh, betting slips going around on Twitter, as you do, and a couple of people have bet uh, Yuri by submission. Bitch, you were just throwing out Hail Mary there. Like yeah. last second of the game, bomb it down the field. See Show it, me your other bets that for was, the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but I. I Just just circling back to the openings because you're absolutely right. He had Glover in trouble many times, and I don't necessarily even think it comes down to skill because I think he's got a lot of great techniques. I just think it comes down to his like fight IQ and composure and experience in big. Like he's had a lot of fights, but this is only his third fight in the UFC against. So this he'll learn a lot from this, and I'm excited to see what comes next. Whether it's Blahovic, whether it's a rematch, or whatever the UFC decides to do with the with their sort of marquee. Division here, at light heavyweight. Very, very excited <clears throat> to see that. Let's go on to the co-main event now. Obviously, there's a huge uproar on Twitter, and everyone calling this a robbery and so on and so forth. First of all, I just want to get things out of the way and say I think Shevchenko won the fight. I think that was the right decision. I don't necessarily think the margin was exactly right, but for people saying robbery, stop! It wasn't a robbery. You don't know what a robbery is. It, all of the rounds were close. You can make arguments for Memphis for several of them. That does not constitute a robbery. I thought Tyler, Tyler, Santos outperformed everyone's expectations. She's a gamer. She's tough as old boots. She had that giant swollen eye and she's trying to take corner instructions while her other, well the cut man is jamming that piece of metal on the swelling, trying to like press it around the back of her head away from her eye. And she's just not flinching. Uh-huh jeez these people are a different kind of tough just insane i thought she did a great job i also think that the uh, head clash was a bit overblown because she was already starting to swell up from strikes that shevchenko had put on her so everyone was like oh shevchenko got lucky with the with the head clash etc obviously that had an effect i think it had a pretty big effect man it did it had it definitely don't get me wrong it definitely had an effect but The the damage was already starting to to accumulate and Shevchenko was winning the striking battle. And for all of Shevchenko's brilliance and what we've seen, I thought in this fight she displayed incredibly poor fight IQ. Yeah,
1: uh, you're probably right. I'd have to go back and watch it again properly. But it it was... uh, So what happened was, just for for the questions nobody asked, uh, I had the part i had jack Dalla outright for ko which we'll get to so i'd run a bit of money and i was like i thought i'd just outlay some on weili Zhang for the ko i just had the feeling and bang she got that so i got i'm playing with i'm playing with some fucking house money now right and <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna you
0: paid for your beers at the pub
1: yeah and i'm like do i do i bet on this you know this fight you know valentina for ko or something or uh, even submission was kind of value, and I was like, I don't know why, but I'm not going to touch this. I just don't. I don't have a good feeling with this. And um, I was glad I didn't because I would have been, you know, imagine only there was probably people that had like twenty thousand dollars just outright on Valentina, you know, for that easy collect, and uh, they would have been sweating fucking bullets. At I saw, the end
0: of I it. saw, I saw quite a few people, quite a few people on Twitter who had gone plus five hundred with with Talia. And, and obviously lost that in a, in a split decision, and they, and they were not happy. Now, we could talk about every single round and go through it and back and forth and get into a whole deep dive onto this, the scoring and the unified rules. I don't think we necessarily need to do that. All I would say is that in the past sort of few months when there's been constant talk about the judging criteria and how fights are scored, people are always talking about, well, she had control. She had the octagon control. She held her on the ground. None of that means anything anymore. That is not relevant in the scoring criteria. Go and read it and sort it out. Now, the one thing I will say: there's a guy on Twitter. He's an MMA journalist. I forget which website he works. He writes for, but he's he's well known. Brandon he's Bradley. an Irish guy. Sean, yes, BB, <laughs> uh, Sean Sheehan, and he's done loads of content and work around the judging, the scoring criteria, and how the new standard should be applied based off of the primary. Uh, criteria of effective striking and grappling and damage and he actually had his scorecard was the same as the judge that gave it 49 46 or whatever that whatever that scorecard was and everyone's losing their minds and this this guy who's been rightly applauded for his work and putting out explainer videos and trying to educate people on how to actually properly score MMA fights, he actually lands the same as the judge that everyone is roasting. And for me, it obviously came down to those first two rounds. And I thought Valentina won the first round. It was close. You obviously had Talia Santos, she had her on the ground. She had her back, but there was no credible, uh, submission attempts. And I think Valentina had the hardest strikes, but this is why I have judges because at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's all subjective what i think is more important to talk about is sort of what's next because we've heard dana say oh yeah shevchenko can do what she wants now but tyler Tyler santos must be pretty desperate to get back in there because she surely must think that she can beat valentina
1: yeah i this fight was so interesting purely because we've never seen valentina in this position really ever right and so if if this was just two no-namers on the undercard you probably wouldn't be remembering this fight the way we are but it was just like i couldn't believe what i was seeing but basically after the first round i was like this is this is awesome this is so good i'm locked in and yeah i think she'll be keen to get back in i don't know off the top of my head you probably you probably know this who 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 are the other challenges right now in the weight class um
0: I mean, you, may, you maybe give Jessica Andrade another crack. I know she's bouncing between weight classes, but you'd probably give her a go. But Val's cleaned it out. Everyone was talking about, well, she does this, she wins this fight, and she goes and challenges Amanda Nunes again. That was... <clears throat> so, honestly, Santos running it back makes the most sense, obviously, depending on how badly damaged her, her face is. Does she have a, a fractured orbital or a cheekbone or something like that? Uh, t- only, only time will tell. But I'd be interested in seeing that fight again. I will say the, uh, the odds will shorten because uh, Santos performed well and people will say, oh, maybe she won and maybe she do it again in a rematch and maybe I'm just holding on to my priors here. I think Shevchenko beats the brakes off her because I think she goes back and she evaluates. She goes, okay, I've been able to grapple pretty much everyone. Santos is clearly stronger, better grappler than I am. Stay away turn this into a point fighting match, get in and out of range and and, and, and counter strike her and, and and take that approach. And so I think I think she probably wins quite comfortably comfortably in a rematch. However, Santos's performance absolutely earned her the right to get another crack. Definitely. Yeah. I think she could
1: nearly even if it is, you know, she's she's very injured minimum six months off or whatever. I think even Dana would be like, you can just wait until the next title fight if Valentina wants another fight, and then you you can still just wait for that. Like you're next in line either way.
0: For sure, for sure. I could definitely
1: see so that. So I happening. think maybe uh, what we do that- just in nine months' time, we just recreate this entire card, just exact same play, exact same fighters, exact same place. Let's just do it again. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> Let's just do it again. Yeah, do it again because yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do that because. One of the stars of this card has decided to to hang up the gloves, and Joanna and Jacek, after getting spinning backfisted into into the <laughs> land of dreams Thank you. and nightmares, yeah. Me but somebody. after she lined Adam's po- lined Adam's pocket with a with a face plan, decided to retire, uh, and she was very emotional, but she seemed quite set in it because. I, I really do think she was only coming back if she could get one, like go on a run to the belt again. And she said she wants to have children. She's 35 years old. She wants to be a businesswoman, etc. Unless we see her coming back in like a, like a long, long to- way away, like, you know, like Misha Tate style. Misha Tate went away for quite a few years and decided to come back. I just don't see Joanna changing her mind here. Because- no, I think she's making some money in a lot of other places now she doesn't need to yeah I mean uh, she's like the queen she's the queen of Poland she's so popular there whatever business opportunity she wants she will she will get in her home country she's extraordinarily popular there yeah MMA is absolutely huge in Poland uh, which by the way would be a perfect location to hold Jan against Yuri. that would be absolutely (laughs) wild but this fight this fight these two women obviously we talked about this being like one of the most anticipated rematches of all time the first fight was an absolute all-time going to be in the hall of fame i mean that this fight is going to be in the hall of fame and both of these women are going to be in the hall of fame when it's all said and done it's just just lighting a bottle capture these two absolute badass chicks who just happen to pair up extremely well and that first round even though. Uh, Zhang Weili was able to get the takedowns. I thought Joanna was having good, good uh, striking exchanges. No one was dominating per se, and then all of a sudden, Zhang just started to like look like she edged it, and then Joanna was getting wilder and wilder because, of course, this was a three round fight, and. The urgency was there. She was already down one round, and so that urgency level came up, which you wouldn't ordinarily see if this had been a five-round title fight or a five-round fight like a lot of people wanted to see. She got wilder. She was trying to throw bigger and bigger haymakers. Whaley timed it, slipped it, and and, and caught her with that spinning back fist, which was you know now leapfrogs Poor M- Molly for Molly McCampher, probably female knockout of the year. Well, Just.
1: I think I think that. Women might need to start looking at the spinning, spinning strikes, elbows, hit punches, any sort of spinning combination as the new thing. Like if you want to get KOs, we don't really see walk off KOs like that ever in women's fights, and now we're seeing two of them with the very similar uh, styles. I think this this might be the move. You might need to start working on these women. I think with the men, they went for their fucking chosen move now is the boring kick to the leg. Which, which is effective, but is nowhere near as entertaining
0: as a fucking spinning back fist. And these women, I, I, it's working. The obvious reason, the obvious reason why the women, especially small women, don't get these crazy knockouts is just they're just much smaller yeah, much yeah, lighter. Yeah, exactly. And so they have less weight. But by using the spin, they're able to really increase the, the velocity at which these strikes are coming mm-hmm. through. And combine that, the spinning attacks are always unseen as well. So they come in at a higher speed and then smacking people unseen and it's just destructive. They are really, really awesome to see. Someone's got to start putting together. Someone's someone's going to have a dedicated Twitter account to just spinning attack knockouts. Someone's got to do that and they just tweet out clips of that. If you, if, if no one's done it, maybe we should do that or just at least start cl- clipping clipping spinning knockouts. And I remember the first time They're I saw... It was so entertaining.
1: First time, I, I don't even know if it was a spinning backfist KO. Like It was just a clean spinning backfist. I can't... Couldn't tell you who it was, but I remember the first time I saw one. I just went,
0: "That's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen." It's <laughs> it, unbelievable. It's, just it's the like best. Co- it's like movies. It's like it's like m- martial art movie, yeah. comic book shit. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't be real. But when it works, it's absolutely incredible. Even if it's just a clean um, shot
1: and it doesn't KO them, it is fucking beautiful to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the ones that don't K- KO them are more like, you know, like Tony Ferguson would do them from range. He'd be like jab, jab, jab into a into a spinning backfist. It's those ones that are, when they're in close, when it uses a counter technique for uh, – that, that's when you get that brutal knockout power coming oh, from man. it. It's so good. How so good, good was that whole fight, and- though, from, from the first
1: second from- until that KO? It was, I, w- I was just like, holy fuck, they are doing it again.
0: I would watch these two women fight every three months for the rest of time. not? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Just, you, know, you know, he said, "Oh yeah, uh, just give me, give me a Volkanovski against Holloway over and over and over again because it's so high level." It's the same with these two. Say these two women. Just give it. Give it's a shame Joanna's retired. I understand why. Give me his card over and over again. Just, just brilliant. Just a, just a really good card. Okay, so obviously Joanna's retired. She put her gloves down. Her legacy is cemented as one of, if not the greatest, uh, in in the 115 pound weight class straw strawweight. Uh, I always get confused um, of, of all time. The run that she went on to uh, to to the title and then defending her title, given the evolution of the sport and where it is now, yeah, she it, it truly she went 14 and 0, and she won the strawweight title against Claudia Gadelia. And then she went on a run. She beat Esparza, TKO, Penn, Jessica Penny, TKO. And then she beat Letono, Claudia Gadelia again, Carolina Korelkovich, and then Jessica Andraj as well. And then she had those two losses to Rose. Um, which, you know, I I again I thought maybe, maybe Joanna won the uh, the rematch with Rose. I thought that was a really close fight. And there was an argument she won that first fight with Zhang Li as well. So I think, her, her, you know, her record when you look at it, 16 and five at face value doesn't capture what an influential and legendary fighter she's been. And then, you know, she might, when it's all said and done in a few years time, she, we might not look back at her as the greatest strawweight. But for now, that, uh, you know, she won what she won, I think yeah, she had five consecutive defences just remarkable she went up and challenged valentina for the flyweight championship just an incredible career Ho- absolute luck for the hall of fame I'm, I'm one of my favorite fighters and the best ball time in,
1: in the ufc for sure <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 <coughs> Misha tate Misha tate would like a word uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, me um Oh, she All right, badly. Zhang Weili, right? <laughs> she, she's 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 uh, a she's now uh, nailed on, right? To Mate, her, sorry to cut you and off. And she is
1: the best fighter in that division, I believe. I feel like Rose got like twice. I, I think she's easily the best. She's the fucking most terrifying for sure. And even I though I Rose way now. is now the champion, I think I feel she's like, better now. Yep, I feel like Asparza is probably better than Rose, and I feel like Zhang Weili better than both of those motherfuckers. And uh, I've, yeah, I don't care how it happens, but she just should be the champ, and um, I feel like that's what she'll do. She's switched the fuck well. On. She's
0: gonna she's gonna murder Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza will probably be the heaviest underdog as a champion in UFC history. It's gonna be something absurd. I'm putting it out there right now. Carla Esparza is gonna be like a plus four fifty underdog. Something stupid, and we will not touch it. We will no, I, I absolutely not because no. uh we've we've seen she's the best athlete she's so strong and physical and her wrestling and grappling has improved so so much I, I I think she looked night and day better than she did against rose back in November she continues to evolve and improve every single time she steps in the octagon it's unbelievable she's 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 really really good really good so yeah I think she'll be she'll be the uh she will be the champion. She's the champion in waiting at this point. May as well just give her an interim belt and get it over with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't even go, just give her the belt. Just take it off Carla. <laughs> just be like, sorry, <laughs> you, uh,
0: you uh, don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The belt should be vacated at this point. The fight the Carla won was so shit. Dana should have been like, no, nah, we're stripping. We're vacating the belt. Sorry. We'll, just be like, it we'll pay a- you
1: for, for <laughs> a fight, but you're not going to fight. We're just going to give her the belt. We'll
0: move on. <laughs> Yeah, his half a mil to go away and never come back.
1: <laughs> sorry, Carla, we know oh. we
0: know uh, you're not as bad as we're saying, but we do think... I yeah, we think things a lot better. I'm not. I'm not apologising. <laughs> you you can apologise. I'm I'm not. I stand by what I say. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to get the women um, back on my side. <laughs> <laughs> nah, maybe you, I've got to. Got <laughs> I was maybe if carly got herself some nice bolt-ons this wouldn't be an issue <laughs> it'd be like a fucking f f1 pit <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, uh let's right. move on to the I, next one i actually can't remember yeah let's jake move to the next, was this one. The next <sighs> one and uh, man i've got to put my hand up here and just say jake matthews i'm so sorry i am, i a- feel like i'm un-australian i'm so sorry
1: motherfucker you Gave me what I deserve, which was finishing our parlay straight after uh, the first leg got up, which was the most expensive. So he gave us what we fucking deserved. What we should have backed you, my friend. And I'm very sorry, but in reality, this guy looked like a different fighter to any other fight that he's ever done. And not only different, he looked he like looked, this is the next guy. This guy's the next guy. That's what he yeah, looked like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He when in the preview show, I said, I'm putting Fialo, he's going to be in the top 15 by the start of next year. That's rubbed off now. Jake Matthews has taken that shine. He's taken that momentum. If he goes out again, he's crashed, derailed this hype train of Fialo. If he, he wants to fight again soon, he, he uh, I think he said he wants to fight on the, on the card in Paris. If he gets another dominant win there, he could easily be knocking on the door going into the top 15 of this welterweight division. He looked the best he's ever looked. He's been around in the UFC for a long time. He's had some good wins. He's had some awful losses as well. Um, like he said, we'd only seen 50% Jake Matthews. If this is this is 100% Jake Matthews, this guy's going to be a problem for anyone because we know he can grapple well, very well, in fact. And Fialo's strength is stand-up, his, his boxing game. Now, and I don't know whether he was gun shy or, or just he just couldn't figure out Jake Matthews, or he thought maybe it was going to be an easier fight. He felt his momentum could carry him through. I have no idea, but Fiala looked quite bad, and, and Matthews just looked sensational. And I've just got to hold my hand up here and just be like, yeah, I was totally wrong on this one. Totally. Completely wrong. wrong and, and, I wanted Fialo to win. I bet Fialo. I wanted Fialo to win because I I bet on him and I thought that's what was going to happen. It was one of those ones where I was just happy for Jake Matthews. Afterwards, I was like, you know what? Good for you, kid. Good for you. That was a spectacular performance. Dana Dana might be writing some extra checks because this was a great card. Uh, Jake Matthews deserves a bonus. Zhang Wei Li deserves a bonus. Obviously, Glover and Jiri deserve a bonus each. And then... Uh, the other Aussie on the main card, Jack Della Maddalena, he deserves a bonus as well because his performance was absolutely brilliant. And he passed the litmus test with flying colors. He got taken down. He got put in an anaconda choke. He didn't panic. And then he beat the shit out of uh, was it Ramazan Amiv when he got back on the feet. And just wow. The whole MMA world is talking about Jack Dalla Maddalena from Perth. This kid is the real deal. I've got to say, like,
1: that, that, he didn't, he, he was in a, in a, in a hard submission. That, that was locked in, that submission. And yeah. the, the fact that it was early in the fight probably helped him get out of it, but it was unbelievable. I was shitting myself. I told about six people, like six of my mates that I know haven't, like, love a bet. I'm like, this is the bet of the weekend. Get on Jack Dalla KO told like six six mates and I saw him in that choke and I'm like, oh no. Oh no, this is not good. And uh because I assumed a couple of friends probably to, put a lot switch, of money.
0: About to switch you switch your phone into flight mode. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that phone, I was just gonna <laughs> drop it in the schooner. <laughs> and um thank God he got out of it. And these these Aussies man, they make me so proud to be an Australian because all these fucking all these absolute degenerates, like ourselves, but around the world that are obsessed with mixed martial arts, probably have this morphed idea that Aussies is just the toughest, fucking most resilient motherfuckers because the guys that are in the UFC, they are that. It is fucking insane yeah. what they've been up to lately. And, um, yeah, the fact that he got out of that and then within a minute or whatever it was, a minute and a half, just a clean KO, his punches. Uh, I think we said it last time he fought. It's like we're not putting him on the level yet, but the way he – he strikes and the volume and the accuracy and even the style is, is like Nick Diaz, but more powerful. I find it. And yeah. he has a whole lot more yeah. work to do before you start comparing anything else about those two. But just that part of him, I'm like, he looks like Nick Diaz with just pure accuracy. But it's like, imagine if Nick Diaz had double the power on what he did have in his whole career, it would be like, he would have been one of the most terrifying motherfuckers ever. And uh, Dallas right, could have been right. some bigger guys, but so far against the opponents that he's had.
0: It's been a mismatch once they're striking. Mate, so far so good. And there was a third Aussie who got a win on the card, Joshua Kulabao. He was the featured prelim bout um, after Bontorin and uh, yeah. Manel Kate was 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 pulled. So Jack Daly got a promotion. Josh Kulabao moves into the featured main event, and that was a great performance. He beat He's the fast. brakes off of Sung Woo Choi. So fast, so powerful. And the only thing that stopped him from probably getting a – a knockout bonus just happens to be the fact that Choi has got some kind of granite anvil strapped to his chin or his chin has been carved out of out of some kind of iron yeah i think a very rough upbringing
1: according to the according to the commentators i didn't know much about him but the commentators were saying he comes from a pretty dark past and parents took him out of poverty and all this stuff in the philippines so i'd say that's where that fucking chin comes from man
0: Yeah! uh wow he, yeah he just just, Holy shit. just 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 a really good fight and that was the actually i got to admit they, they were the only that was the uh only fight i saw on the prelim cards because i was i was asleep in uh, yep. but i did see when i woke up and, and, and was, was scrolling twitter to see some of the reactions i did see silvana gomez juarez knock out liang na with just some serious serious heavy punching again in the, in the women's story division, which we're not used to seeing That was, that was some serious. There was serious also,
1: there was another KO. I think it was Maheshti. I can't, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. He ko yeah. some. It's basically let's call he's it Machete. Machete. Machete.
1: And oh my God, that was a fucking KO and a half. That was. That was
0: brutal. Yeah. Sent Garcia to the shadow realm. I did see that uh, video doing the rounds as yeah. well. So. And then
1: just <clears> a, just a quick one. Um, uh, Jacob Malkoon, I think his name is. He fought Brendan Allen, the American. Uh, so Jacob Malkoon's an Aussie, so I thought we'd give him a shout-out. He didn't get the job done. Yep. He lost on points, but I'd recommend you watch that in your spare time in the next week or so, Lewis. It's only a three-rounder, and like it was definitely not the most entertaining fight. I'm not telling you that, but it would be interesting to see who you thought won because I know you didn't see it. But Okay, I'll, ch- Jacob, yeah, I'll check that He dominated, but it was like – there was he dominated just – on the ground had a have a bit more control time but didn't really didn't throw many strikes but i still thought he did enough to get the points and he lost on points so i'm interested to see what
0: yeah unanimous decision as well i'm just saying oh by the way it looks like the bonuses have been awarded so we can let people know here we go and pretty much uh Kind of what I predicted here. So we had the fight of the night, obviously. Your against against Glover Teixeira, and then Dane has been generous. He's put his hand in his pocket here. Performance of the night bonuses: Zhang Wei as I said. Jake Matthews, as I said. Jack Della Medellina, as I said. Mr. Machete and Silvana Gomez juarez So, yeah, all of those, all of those great knockouts, getting uh, getting performance bonuses as they deserve. So that's great to see. I. Honestly, it should just be a flat finish bonus. If you finish a fight, you just get 50k at this point. Sorry, pardon me. That's, that's, that's all right. Just, Four beers just some
1: remnants remnants of the pub. Yeah. Um, what'd you say? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know. We're, 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 we're rapidly... Uh, the, 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 the train is off the track at this point. We're, we're spiraling. We're spiraling. No, uh, I... I I wouldn't add any more to.
1: So you, yeah, you pretty much called that in real time. Dana's awards, we've got that on on record too. So that's going to be nice listening for, for whoever. I'm curious listens.
0: actually. I want to see because Dana wasn't in Singapore. He was. He didn't. He didn't travel for this one. So I'm curious who did the presser and who gave the bonuses out, or whether Dana had any influence on that. That or, motherfucker yeah, very, doesn't yeah.
1: want it. The fact that he's not in Singapore just tells me that the only reason there's no card in Australia is because he can't be fucked flying there. I'm sick of it. I you know, went to the fucking in Cambosis fight. There was 50,000 people there. It was run exactly no, like he, the he said in an
0: interview. There. He said in an interview recently, he said that their their priority now is working on getting events back in Australia, New Zealand and, and Canada. Yeah,
1: Bill Volkanovski and the Adesanya card should be there. That's it should be in you know, 3 weeks there should be a fucking card there. It's ridiculous you want that to just that move card it? isn't. You there. want to just move it? Yes, they should.
0: <laughs> yeah just sort it out they just get get on a blower marvel stadium you're available oh no probably not but all right where'd you where, where'd you want to do it uh
1: they could do that at, scg
0: they, they could do that at the mcg and sell a hundred thousand tickets i reckon with those two guys we're in dana won't do outdoor fight he doesn't do outdoor fights he was just just on an interview yeah but i bet you he hasn't been offered fights. a stadium that has a hundred thousand seats
1: and add the add the I oval mean, in 120 you get one hundred and twenty thousand. That's just chit I mean, you could do
0: that at you could do that at Dallas Cowboy Stadium, right? In America, same same thing. There's a reason why they're not doing, and that's got a roof on it, and they're still.
1: Anyway, but for, for the America, it's different because th- they
0: do tent. You know like how many cards they do there a year, like whereas Australia. Is, True. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, well, anyway. What I'm hoping, though, because as as you know, I do have a uh, do have tickets to go to to UFC London two in in July. Uh, uh Shout out Shout out My, my, my old man uh, Who's probably Probably going to be listening we're, we're going together And also Our number one listener Jamie Shout out Jamie Jamie uh, T We're all going to U- Jamie T We're all <laughs> going to UFC London together So that's going to be sick And then hopefully As I said We'll get a year Against Jan Blachowicz Later in the year And I can go to Three UFC events this year And you get to go to Zero hey, you fuck Jamie T Actually
1: sent <laughs> Sent a meme Into the uh punch drunk Um Inbox earlier, and it was like a. It was if Valentina beat Santos, which she did, there's only one contender left, and it's a photo of her like uh, facing up to Derek Lewis. <laughs> 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 oh, oh
0: that's good shit! Good shit, and one other thing. Um. If there's anything else you want to cover, we can do that. But I just thought, if anyone, if you didn't see the broadcast, it has now. It's officially been announced. August 20th, UFC 278, welterweight championship of the world, Kamaru Usman against Mr. Leon Edwards. That's going to be happening in Salt Lake. City. So we've got.
1: That's 278. Yeah. So we've just had yeah. 275. Yeah. 276 is yeah. Adesanya Volkanovsky. Who's 277?
0: Two seven seven 7 is? Who is that? Oh, it's uh, Giuliano Pena against some Hananinos too. Like, I don't give a shit.
1: There's, no, there's got to be another fight added to that, surely. Another big fight.
0: Uh, let's see. Announce, bounce, fight cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bra- Bra- Brandon Moreno against Kaikara France for the interim flyweight belt. Nice. Nice. What? They've really only made the interim flyweight belt so they can, like, put this on a pay-per-view and and say, we've got two title fights. That's pretty much what's going on here. Um, Derek Lewis is fighting uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Well, Um, that's
1: awesome. I can't wait for that edwards Ursman fight. I think your boy Edwards is going to get fucking slept. But uh, um, (laughs) but in all honesty, like, we've got so much time to talk about that. It is only three weeks until the next pay-per-view. You know, that literally oh, no. exactly I, I, three I, weeks today. How good is that? So it's really two weekends, I, and then the one after that is the fight.
0: Very, very good. Very, this is very good like indeed. Easily
1: uh, the most excited card I've been for a while for the most biased and obvious reasons. Uh, Volkanovsky yeah. being Aussie and a champ and one of the greatest um, champs we've seen. Can't wait for that. And then Adesanya, if you don't like this man, you hate him. And if you hate him, you still want to watch the fight, don't you? So either way, everyone wants
0: to watch exactly. the fight. Exactly, exactly. Everyone wants to watch I love this him. one. I don't hate him at all. And in between thing. that, we've got a couple of great, great fight nights as well. We've got Calvin Cater against Josh Emmett, and then we've got uh, Armin Sarukin against Matthias uh, Gamrot, who's a, a monster as well. Uh, obviously, other fights in and around that, and we'll we'll talk about those cards as as and when they come. But f- yeah, plenty of great UFC to look forward to in in the coming weeks. That's for
1: sure, mate. Enjoy your fucking holiday in Mykonos. I will not hold you up any longer. Again, to the listeners, you should be very appreciative of what Lewis has done for us. Um, mate, I hope you aren't too sleep deprived. I hope you either get a nap in or just get some drinks in. Enjoy the rest of the trip. You can follow us at Punch Drug Pod uh, on Insta, Punch Drug Pod underscore, on Twitter, Punch Drug Pod on TikTok, Punch Drug Pod at gmail.com if you want to send us a message. Give us five stars on either Spotify or Apple or both if you just fuck with every app on the planet um other than that one of the best pay-per-views i've seen in a long time couldn't have been more satisfied can't wait to watch it again can't wait to watch the presses can't wait to see all the fallout and uh can't wait to see you again mate but enjoy the holiday is there anything you wanted to say to the fans before i leave us with one of the greatest outros in the game
0: thanks everyone thanks everyone for tuning in i will say send us to a friend if you like, if you've got friends who like MMA or just getting into it, send them send them this podcast because we try not to be like too overly technical. We we kind of think we're like for the every the everyman fan, the guy who just likes to turn up and watch people beat the piss out of each other. That's that's our sweet spot, I think. So yeah, sh- share us with your friends, help help grow the punch Drunk community. We appreciate you all, and of course, uh, don't forget to check out. Topsoffsports.com and and follow Topsoff Sports on on Twitter as well. We appreciate them bringing us into their network. So shout out to the guys at Topsoff. Love you. Love you.